there, this is Jen Wade, part of the core team here at Springs Church. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us and listening to our podcast. We are praying that it encourages you and it inspires you. And if you'd like to find out more about Springs Church, please visit our website, springschurch.co.uk. Here's today's message. Church, bless your church. Thank you, band. So, so, so good. Um, are you glad you came to church this afternoon? I mean, we could have sat in our gardens on this cloudy day. No one wants to sit in a garden on a cloudy, humid day. No way. And so, uh, no way we were going to miss church for that. And uh, it's good to be with you this afternoon. And um, I'm excited because today is uh, the day in the church calendar that's known as Pentecost Sunday. Can we hear it for Pentecost Sunday? So, um, I was at a church service this morning where my dad, uh, Tony Wright, he was preaching. And um, the chap uh, who was hosting was actually Ben Wade's dad. Uh, at this church service, and he said, you know, we celebrate Pentecost every single day, and that is true, because we are Holy Spirit-believing people. Is that good? They might not call us a Pentecostal church, but we are a Pentecostal people. Amen? Are we okay with that? And, um, And so that is good news for us. That's good news for the world. That's good news for this community. If we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, great things can happen. Now, uh, somebody very special has turned up to church this, uh, this afternoon. He's got a much better beard than I have, and uh, he's just realized who I'm talking about. I haven't seen Gareth Hyde's in the flesh for a few years now, but the guy just there, that one there with the beard and glasses, he's one of the most wonderful men of God I personally have had the, the privilege of knowing. Gareth, uh, I'm really sorry. Can you come and join me, mate? Oh, gosh. This is Gareth Hyde's, everyone. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> This Thursday night, Gareth is doing something incredibly special. Hello, mate. Nice to see you. It's been a while. <laughs> um, so Gareth was previously youth pastor at Sedgley Community Church and has lived down south for quite a while now. Uh, but you are uh, right, you've written and you're producing an amazing uh, production. Do you want to tell us a little bit about it as well? This Thursday night at Dormston Mill Theatre. What are you doing, mate? Thank you. So, um, <laughs> yeah... Um, on Thursday night, we've got a world premiere of this musical that God laid it on my heart to write. Um, and uh, there's a poster at the back. I didn't see that. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, we're just praying that God will use this both to encourage us as, as Christians, as believers, but also to, that it could be used as a gospel event for people to invite a friend along who maybe wouldn't normally come along to church or maybe hasn't been to church for a while um, to come in a hopefully creative way to hear the good news of Jesus and uh, so it's a we've got a professional cast of eight and um, yeah it, we, we, yeah we're touring we're doing a sh- this is the first first night and then we're doing Thursday Friday is going to be in West London Saturday's in Chelsea in London and then praise the Lord <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then Sunday will be in in Whitney in West Oxfordshire so appreciate your prayers and if you're able to come along it's not too late to book tickets in fact there's a special discount code if you're interested okay springs 20 we'll give you 20% off I'll leave it there what come here guys come here come here come here guys guys come here come here listen so uh, this is this is an amazing thing that you're doing mate and uh, you're incredibly humble guy you have written this from scratch. You're doing it. You're telling uh, a story of an amazing Christian uh, man. Uh, if you know the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul, 
telling the story around that, uh, that song. And so, uh, can we just, can we just uh, throw out our hands towards Gareth in, a, in a, a posture of prayer and ask that God would use him and bless him and anoint this production. And because uh, the last thing Gareth wants is for it to be a, a cold script, what he would much rather is the anointing of the Spirit of God all over it. And so we know it already has it. And so, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that every word that is spoken, every act that is acted, Lord Jesus, we pray, God, that it would lead people into a hunger for who you are. And uh, Father, I pray, God, that uh, Gareth would have the most phenomenal, phenomenal stories as he tours around the country, Lord God, of so many men, women, and children coming to him afterwards and saying tonight it's well with my soul too father let it be well with so many souls father bless him bless his wife lord bless his family jesus bless the cast yeah god let it be an amazing opening night on thursday in jesus name amen bless you bless you amazing so thursday night who's coming i'm going i'm going bring a friend it's gonna be amazing springs 20 cheeky little discount in there as well Amazing. Well, uh, let's get into the word tonight. And uh, I want to start by saying, do you know what Springs Church is all about? If you've been here for a while, um, you will know that there are four pillars, four characteristics, four flavors, four things that we want to make sure that we are at the very least as a church. All those old schoolers from the pub days, we are people of faith, hope, love, and joy. The Apostle Paul, he says, when it all boils down to this, uh, this faith thing, it all boils down to these three things, faith, hope, and love, but the most important is love. And we reckoned as a leadership when we planted this church that faith, hope, and love will overflow with joy. And so we are to be a church full of faith, hope, love, and joy. Now, can I give a little bit of a, a, a mention? We have a lot of new people in church that have been coming to our church for the last few months, maybe even the last few weeks. If you are a springster through and through and you've been around a while, make sure you're saying hi and hello and welcoming in people. And if you're new, feel free to be part of the family from day one. Nothing is off limits. This is not an exclusive club. This is a family to become a part of. And so if you've heard about teams that you'd love to serve on, come and see me. Of course you can serve on a team. If you've heard about life groups and being discipled by a group of people, uh, hungry for God together, don't wait around for three or six months. Come and get involved. Is that okay? And so if you've, if you've recently joined Springs, we are so very blessed to have you here. Let me tell you what Springs is all about. And if you feel it in your heart, you can amen with me, okay? Springs is a Bible-believing, God-honoring, Jesus-following, people-loving, committed to the Great Commission, fully dunking, baptizing, Holy Spirit-filled church. That's our heritage. That's our present, and that is our future. Are you up for it? Is this a little bit loud? Let's turn it down a bit. This is what Springs is all about. Whatever God has for us, we want it. Hello? Whatever God promises, we believe that we can be beneficiaries of those promises. If Jesus said it, we can expect it. If Jesus said we could, we'll give it a go. Are you with me this evening? If Jesus commanded it, we're up for it. Is that okay? That's what this church is about. Uh, on the 11th of June, in just two Sundays' time, we're going to be putting together the nonagon. It's not an MMA octagon. It's a nonagon, a nine-sided baptismal tank. And we're going to be baptizing, so far, three people. How good is that? If you've never been baptized in water, Jesus said, look, go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Listen, if you've been christened, that's cool. I don't know what your background is. That might have been the case. In this church, the baptism we practice is full immersion, adult baptism. And so if you've never been baptized in that way, come and see us. We'd love to baptize you, talk about baptism and what it's all about. How exciting is that going to be? Can't wait. We can't wait. Pentecost Sunday. We believe that God is just one. Everyone say one. But we actually happen to believe as Christians that God is three distinct persons in one. That's a good deal. All right? And we believe that God is Father, that God is Son, and that God is Holy Spirit. And the three persons of God make up the fullness of who God is. Pete, how, can, how on earth can one God be three? I don't know. But if we could work it all out completely, he would not be God because we'd be smart enough to understand everything that he is. So the fact that he is a mystery is very exciting for us because there's always something to know more about God, always something to learn about God. The Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son, known as the Holy Trinity, it is what the Bible confidently calls, and is not ashamed to say, a mystery. A mystery. And it's okay to press into the mystery, especially when it's God. We know that it's going to be loving. We know it's going to be full of grace. We know that these mysteries that he has for us are going to bring life. If you're saved today, if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it was the Father's love that drew you to him, yeah? If you're a Christian today, it was the sacrifice of Jesus that paved the way for your salvation, and if you're a Christian today, it's the, it's the Holy Spirit who right now is living on the inside of you. One of my favorite scriptures says that it was the Father who sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts so that we can know that we're children of God. So if you're sitting in this church today and you know you're a child of God, the only reason you know it in your knower is because the Holy Spirit is right there in the center of your being since the day you called on Jesus Christ. If you don't know that you know that you know you're a child of God today, I want to encourage you that the invitation of Jesus to be your Lord and Savior will usher in the presence of God himself into your very life. Is that good news this afternoon? Is this Springs Church or Sleep Church? This is good news. This is amazing, amazing news. To be Christian means this. To, be know, to know and to be known by your Heavenly Father. It's to be a disciple apprentice of Jesus. And it's to be a temple, a vessel of the Holy Spirit of God himself. Oh man, let's press into the mystery a little more, shall we? This Holy Spirit idea wasn't uh, just a, a bolt-on idea at the end of Jesus' early ministry. Earthly ministry, I should say. The idea of the Holy Spirit of God was right there at the beginning, right from creation itself. But I'm not going to go back that far. We're going we're to be a bit more recent. We're going to have a little look at the prophet Moses. Moses is the patriarch of our faith. In other words, he's a forefather. If it wasn't for the prophets, the patriarchs, the, the, the mothers and fathers in the faith that had gone before us, we would not be sitting here in the freedom that our hearts have. It's so important that we call to mind how God used such people. In Exodus 33, verse 12 to 19, Moses has got some questions for God. He's got some ideas. He's got some things he wants to talk with God about. Moses says to the Lord, See, you say to me, God, bring up this people. You remember Moses, the guy, bringing the Israelite slaves out of captivity in Egypt? See, God, you say to me, bring up this people, but you've not let me know whom you will send me with. You have said, I know you by name, Moses, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, 
I know I've found favour in your sight. Please show me now your ways that I may know you in order to find favour in your sight. Consider too, God, that this nation is your people. And God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. I can imagine Moses being slapped around the chops as God speaks to him. I will give you my presence and I will give you rest. And then Moses starts to make some rhetorical statements. He said, if your presence will not go with me, don't bring us any further than here. For how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not your going with us so that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the planet? And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing that you have spoken I will do. For you have found favor in my sight and I know you by name. Moses said, please show me your glory. (laughs) I will make my goodness pass before you, says God. And will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. As a Christian in 2023... As somebody who is who may be exploring the Christian faith in 2023, perhaps you say things along the similar lines of Moses. Maybe you say today, God, you say to me, live this Christian life, be my disciple, be an example, to live in the freedom you've paid for, but you've not let me in on how to do it. You say you know my name and I've found favor in your sight. Now then. Please show me your ways so I know how to live in a way that keeps finding favor in your sight. This heart is yours, God. Just like he said to Moses, he says to us today, my presence will go with you. I will give you rest. And just like Moses in his rhetorical, not needing an answer question, question that he says, we can ask the same question. God, since you have given us your presence, is it not that that makes us distinct from every other personality, person, people, tribe on the face of planet earth. Church this afternoon, the thing that makes us distinctly Christian is not our church attendance. The thing that makes us distinctly Christian is not our our religious reading of scriptures every single day. The thing that makes us distinctly Christian is not the kindness we show to people. The thing that makes us distinctly Christian is the Holy Spirit in us. That's the one thing that makes us distinctly different. I am glad that God would not just have me harbor a long life on just some cold, you know, placid religious experience. The thing that makes it distinctive to be a Christian is the very presence of the God I worship in my life and in your life. Is that good news today? So the first thing this afternoon that we're talking about is the Holy Spirit is is who makes us distinctive in this faith. Is that good news this afternoon? We're all made in the image of God, you see. But for those who trust the Father and believe in Jesus Christ, and for those who take the Holy Spirit at His word, those who are created in God's image become filled with the Spirit of the same God who created us. Is that phenomenal or what? What a holy combination. So it's the Holy Spirit that that gives us our distinctiveness in the world. That's why Jesus said you can be light in a dark world. That's why you can be salt and bring flavor to a world that is crying out to taste something good. So the second thing is this. Are you with me this afternoon? Let's get it on the screen. Next one. 
Keep going along. It is the Holy Spirit who directs us in our discipleship. It is the Holy Spirit who directs us in our discipleship. If you've grown up in church or you've been around church for a long time, you'll have people you look up to, correct? Me too. And um, I might be someone you look up to. Ooh, that's scary. Um, you, you, you know, we've got people who are heroes in our faith journeys. My dad is a huge hero. My dad is not just my dad. He's also my spiritual father. He taught me the things of the Lord. So we did my mom. And, uh, and so well, I've got heroes in faith. John Rowe is a hero. Mel Allen's a hero in, in my faith journey. So many heroes in my faith journey. People who have mentored and discipled me on purpose or by accident. But we watch their example and we go... I want to follow Jesus like they follow Jesus. Do you know where I'm coming from this afternoon? Hey, when I was uh, in 2006, I was a 22-year-old teacher. I was fresh out of university, and I'd learned everything, and I'd got all the theory about how to be a history teacher. And then I actually started teaching, and I had to apply what I'd learned at university into the real-world situation. So I'm 22, and I'm from Gornal, and I end up in the school, Ormiston Forge Academy. Yes, Jake, head of music over there. And, um, and, and I've got to teach these old hill kids that I absolutely loved. And, but I'll be honest with you, I became a teacher, and then I was in the staff meetings where all the abbreviations under the sun would come out. And suddenly I'd have to learn who the hoys were, the heads of year, and then I'd have to learn who the assistant hoys were, and then I'd have to learn who the SLT members were, and then I'd have to learn about uh, uh, different strategies, and then I'd have to learn about who the DSL was, and I'd sit in meetings as a 22-year-old pretending I knew exactly what everyone was on about. I didn't have a clue. Did not have a clue. Thankfully, I had a mentor called Louise Tromans, and she taught me through my first year. She was my, my, uh, my mentor in my first year. I was able to ask her questions so that when I was feeling a little bit out of my depth, I'd go, Louise, I actually haven't got a clue what people are talking about. Can you help me out here? It was like a whole new language if I was going to succeed in this role. I, I, sometimes it can be like that when we become Christians. We become a Christian. We've got this, we've got this new kind of like thing that we're a part of, this new person that we've become in Christ Jesus, but we need mentors to help us out with the lingo, anyone? Yeah? We need mentors to help us to work out how to live the life that God has called us to. Have you ever been challenged by a brother or sister in church? And say, look, you are amazing, but if we're going to be like Christ, we're going to walk this way and not that way. Have you ever had those conversations? If that's a no, it's about time you had some. And you can find mentors in people who have been Christians for longer. You can be impressed or maybe amazed or inspired by other preachers that you see on the internet or on podcasts or anything like that. But nothing compares to the divine mentor. That is the Holy Spirit. Nothing compares to the mentorship, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You see, we're not called to be converts. Did you know that? We're called to be disciples. Do you know what a disciple is? A disciple is someone who learns. A disciple is a pupil. If I'm a disciple of Jesus, I've enrolled into the school of Jesus. And I want to learn from him. And I want to become like him. I'm so amazed by what he can do and who he is that I want to become. And do you know the scriptures promise that we will become ever more Christ-like when he is our desire. Is that amazing? I love a way a, a pastor in America says, he says, if you're a Christian today, you are simply this, an apprentice of Jesus. 
Isn't that gorgeous? You're an apprentice of Jesus. Wayne and Sarah, not in today, but I love uh, Wayne and Sarah, and I think they're amazing. And uh, Wayne's an electrician. He runs his own business, and his son is his apprentice. Isn't that a beautiful picture? And so I'm guessing as an apprentice that they're, they're doing jobs together. He's showing his lad how to actually wire things up and how not to get electrocuted and, and how, to, how to put lighting across, I don't know, spots on a new uh, kind of constructed house or whatever. And they do it together. They learn together. And I love this about Jesus because Jesus promised us that when he ascended back to heaven, he would not leave us without someone to follow. Look what the scriptures say. John chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus himself said this. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. You can't, uh, the world cannot receive, but, because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him. Does anyone know him today? For he dwells with you and will be with, within you. Isn't that incredible? Jesus promised to send us the Holy Spirit so that we could carry on our apprenticeship of Jesus. You know, the word, if you love me, that word love there, it's a Greek word. It's it's agapeo. Can you say agapeo? Agapeo. And agapeo, uh, some people boil it down to simply meaning compassion. It's a bit more than that. Agapeo actually means to welcome, to entertain in the way that you host. So if you've got guests in your house, you entertain the guests, you see? The root word for agapeo means to befriend. So let's rewrite that scripture. Let's reinterpret it a little bit. If you love me, in other words, if you welcome Jesus, if you host him in your life, if you befriend the person of Jesus, what does he say will happen? The Spirit of God himself will come and be with us and within us. Is that good news tonight? So how can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? It starts with, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Being filled with the Holy Spirit starts with a love for Jesus. Not an applied religious practice or even a compassionate worldview. It starts with a love for Jesus. And I want to encourage you this afternoon that Jesus would never, ever force his Holy Spirit upon you because the first move is, do we love him? And then he says, verse 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. If you're God's child this afternoon, it's because your body has become a temple of the Holy Spirit. God is in you. That's how you know you are saved. So on your most amazing Christian days, when you're praising from the mountaintops, you know you're a child of God. But even when you're in the lowest of the low, when you're down and life is just getting on top of you and you're stressed out of your mind and anxiety rules, that's how even in those days you can still know you're a child of God because that Holy Spirit that entered you the day you put your faith in Jesus is going nowhere. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 21, Jesus says, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them... He is who loves me, and he who loves me, remember, welcomes me, will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. God, Jesus himself, wants to manifest to us. Wow. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, 
Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. So church, how will Jesus make himself known to us? According to the words of Jesus, number one, if we love him and welcome him, if we welcome his word, welcoming his word is welcoming God himself. That's what we can take from what the Lord himself says there. God makes his home in us. Verse 24, he says, Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I'm still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Is that good news this afternoon? So firstly, it is the Holy Spirit of God that makes distinctive who we are as followers of Jesus Christ in this world. That is what makes us distinctive. Number two, it is the Holy Spirit who enables, who empowers, who leads us in discipleship. How are you doing, apprentices? Thank you, Holy Spirit. And lastly, it is the Holy Spirit who makes our faith dynamic. Anyone impressed with the three Ds? It's a 3D. It's a 3D. It's like, you know, you can really get to grips with it this evening. So it's about, it's about, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> First one, it was about, what was it about? Distinctive discipleship, but also it is the Holy Spirit that makes our faith dynamic. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You see, Jesus, he gone back, when he was about to go back to heaven, he told his disciples, his apprentices to stay in Jerusalem, stick together, pray together. It's going to be a scary time, but hold on because something's going to happen. Acts verse 1 to 8, Jesus said, you will receive power. Everyone say power. power. Power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth. How incredible is that? Jesus promised to give us his power. Now, I want to give you a bit of information. The word power in Greek is the word dynamis. Everyone say dynamis. What does that remind you of? Dynamite. God wants to give us the kind of power that is, in fact, explosive. Not to blow things up. That's not the kind of faith we're a part of. All right, But to give us power that creates incredible change. Is that amazing? God wants to give us not just, uh, not, not just a discipleship journey. He wants to give us his power. He wants to give us his dynamis. Wow. What does dynamis mean? It means he wants to give us his moral power that leads to excellence of the soul. It's the kind of power we need, right? What else does dynamis mean? It means he will give us supernatural strength and ability. Wow. And it also means that he would give us power to perform miracles. Hello. Yeah, it's that kind of church. We believe that God still does miracles today. And it also means power for the sake of influence. To influence this world with his gospel. So, I don't know about you, but I need the power of God in my life. Do you know, the world needs the power of God in your life. Did you know that? Wow. When the day of Pentecost arrived, here it comes on the screen, Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. 
And then it divided this wind into tongues of fire and rested on each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. Why did the Lord give the disciples his Holy Spirit power? Not to stay in, but to go out. This world needs some Christians with some guts to tell the story of the love of Jesus. And I really believe that as a church we should always adopt the the position that the gospel of Jesus Christ will not die out in my community while I'm alive. That should be my heart and that should be your heart. As far as we are concerned, the message of Jesus will not die out on our watch. Come on now. And how is it possible? It's possible because of the dynamis, of the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Scriptures tell us that we don't just get filled with the Spirit one time, we go on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And for some people, for a lot of people, that looks like being blessed with different spiritual gifts. Some have the gift of tongues. Some are able to interpret the foreign language that the people are speaking that they don't know they're speaking. Thank God for that. So important. Some are given gift, the gift of prophecy to receive what is true from God and speak it out so that people can be encouraged in their faith walk. That's dynamic, isn't it? Some people receive what's called the gift of discernment so they can walk into the room and know spiritually what's going on and make a difference in the name of Jesus Christ. Is that incredible? But it's not just about the gift, it's also about the character that, that develops within us What happens is, as we're filled with the Holy Spirit, oh man, you unpatient people, you're filled with a powerful patience that comes from God alone. Oh, patience, kindness, forbearance, all these fruits of the Spirit. We start to become more like Jesus, and there's no point being a Christian if we don't want to become more like Jesus. Wow. Wow. I don't want to be powerful for my sake. You don't want to be powerful for your name or your fame or for your sake. We want to be powerful because the God who saved us is powerful. And there's a world lost without him. What happened? The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and they went from being scared and intimidated in an upper room and they went out to be light to the world. And we're sitting here as a result of the filling of the Holy Spirit that day. They were given the power of God, just like he promised, to take the message of Jesus out. For the last 2,000 years, God has continued the pouring out of his Holy Spirit. Every generation has been filled with the Holy Spirit. Every generation who says yes to Jesus has been filled with the Holy Spirit. Simple evidence is this. Christianity would have died out a long time ago if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit. Clearly, he's real. Clearly, he is in us. Thank you, Jesus. Right back at the start of it all, God called Moses and the people of Israel to be people of the presence, and he calls us today to be people of his presence. Is that good news? If you're a disciple, apprentice of Jesus today, and you've been wondering how, how on earth am I meant to go from glory to glory, how am I meant to grow spiritually, it is this, the welcome of the Holy Spirit to fill your life, and to give you power. Is that good news? It'll change everything. It'll change nothing and change everything all at the same time. You'll read your Bible 
having been filled with the Holy Spirit, and it will be like you're having a conversation with God himself. Wow. I want to encourage you this afternoon. Let's chase after the Holy Spirit. What did I say at the start? If God promises it, we choose to believe that we can be beneficiaries of the promise. If God commands it, then we'll give it a crack. If God says we can, then we will. So church, this afternoon, I think we should just go for a good old-fashioned altar call. An altar call? What the heck's an altar call? Back in the temple days, there would have been an altar, a great big temple where the sacrifices were made to put someone's life right with God. We don't have an altar in this church, but uh, we can alter our position for an altar call. That's a clever play on of words, isn't it? Two different spellings, I think. We're going to get the worship team up. And if you're sitting here this afternoon, you're like, I know that I have never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's just going to be a real pleasure to just very gently and kindly pray that the Holy Spirit would fill your life this afternoon. And I'm going to be praying for two things. I'm going to be praying for fresh fire and a second wind. Have you ever heard that phrase? Oh, it's just got a second wind. You know, and you, you know, and you're knackered, and all of a sudden the kid's got energy, and you're like, "Where did that come from?" I thought it was bedtime, right? As children of God, I'm going to ask God to give us a second wind for right where we are right now in our faith journey, that the passion and the enthusiasm of the presence of God would so fill us that we would feel so close to God that we haven't done for such a long time. I'm going to pray for a second wind, and I'm going to pray for a fresh fire. If you're a new Christian, I'm going to pray for a fresh fire of God, a fresh passion, a new understanding of who he is and where he is and what he's doing in your life. Church, we've brought communion out to you. Sometimes we have communion at the front and we come and receive communion. Remember the body and blood of Jesus. And I'm just going to encourage you to to come out the front today you don't have to stay for long. You don't have to come at all. But I want to encourage you, if you know, God, I want your Holy Spirit. I'm just going to encourage you to come and be blessed and prayed for and ask the Holy Spirit to fill your life. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. In your heart of hearts, just talk to the Lord right now. Say, Lord, I appreciate the Father, and I've really got a grasp of Jesus. I'm not so sure about the Holy Spirit. But if you're available to me, and it's crucial for my ongoing discipleship, then fill my life, Lord. Fill me up. You know that I love you, Lord. I welcome you. I want to host your presence, Lord. I ask that you'd fill my whole life. Not just by my heart, but my understanding too. And Lord, I want to do miracles in Jesus' name. I want to live a distinctive life. I want to learn from you, Master Jesus. Bless your holy name.
Bless your holy name. So come on, if you love the Lord this afternoon, just begin to worship him. Lord Jesus. Perhaps as a gift of the Holy Spirit that you've so desired for so many years, and you're like, Lord, I want it because you said I could have it. <laughs> Perhaps there's healing that only the Holy Spirit can do in you. He's saying, Lord, fill me. Fill me with the power of your healing. King Jesus. Doesn't matter if you're a leader in this church or brand new. We can be filled and go on being filled in Jesus' name. So if and when you want to, Feel free to come for prayer or just enjoy worship. Bless you. When we were praying before the start of the service, Sam read a scripture uh, from the book of Matthew. Uh, Jesus was telling a parable of, of uh, ten virgins waiting, ten bridesmaids if you like, waiting for uh, a wedding to start. And it was night time and they had their old-fashioned first-century lamps, and what they would do is they were little clay lamps that they would fill with olive oil, most likely, and have a wick in it, and they'd set fire to the wick, and it would give light to a house or whatever, but it would also guide your way. Uh, so there, Jesus sets this parable at night time, and five of the bridesmaids, they've run, out of, they've run out of oil. But then there were five others who had bought extra so that when their oil ran out, there was plenty to refill and, and go again. You may have heard this parable. And Sam used this phrase. He, says, he said, the time has come for all of us to not be dependent on other people's oil. Not be dependent on another preacher's message. And not be dependent on another pastor's wisdom or advice or dependent on this or that, but the time has come to have your own oil and be full of the oil of God. The scriptures talk about the oil of gladness. God wants to give you the oil of gladness, some of you this afternoon. Is that good? The oil of gladness. If you sang the hymn, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. It's the parable it comes from. you're saying this afternoon, Lord, I need fresh oil. I need the oil of your Holy Spirit. I'm just going to ask you to stand to your feet if you know. You're like, Lord, I've been running on fumes, running on empty. Some of you have even run out, but the Lord says, I, I want to give you fresh oil. And it can come in a moment of attention, worship. So if that's you, just stand up this afternoon. Give God your whole heart and attention. And just give yourself in a way that says, Lord, I know. I know I need, I know I need you. I know I need you. It's a bit of a mysterious thing to say, but even just to say, Lord, give me fresh oil. Who knows what that means? The Lord does. <laughs> Lord, give me fresh oil. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. 
Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Come upon this place, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Lord, I've been hurt and I've been put off and I've become disaffected but Lord I know I know you're there somewhere God your Holy Spirit's in me, in me telling me I know you I know you still you've still got things for me to do in this life I, I know that you oh God I, I don't know what just fill me with your Holy Spirit fill me with the joy of salvation once again give me the oil of gladness today God give me oil in my lamp and keep me burning Jesus give me oil in my lamp I pray. <laughs> Give me oil in my lamp. Give me oil in my lamp. We love you, Jesus. It's our pleasure to host you in our lives. You're the friend I need more than anything else. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know, church, there are seeds of the kingdom of heaven, seeds of the Holy Spirit, Seeds of kingdom adventures that have been lying dormant and asleep below the surface for a long time. The oil, the precious water of the Holy Spirit brings life to dormant seeds. And there are some seeds that, that only spring to life when there's been a, a terrible forest fire. And everything is burnt and it looks like there is no life. But there are seeds that require the landscape to be destroyed in order for the new to come. And you may be in church this afternoon and part of the landscape of your life may well have been destroyed and God is with you in that pain but he's also got a smile on his face because he can see what's coming all you see is charred smoky destruction but the Lord smells an opportunity and he sees what is coming If that word resonates with you right now, would you in faith, bravely, raise your hand? Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you see these hands raised, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
It's been painful and it's been a long time coming, Lord God. But Father, we pray right now, God, that you would water these hands raised, water these souls and bring to life what has been dormant and let them grow strong, let them go f- grow fruitful, let them produce many times over what you originally put in their heart, Lord Jesus. Oh, because you can do it, Jesus. You can do it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for new life. Thank you for resurrection. Again, that the truth, church, with the Lord, when there's death, there's always a resurrection coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. No longer slaves to fear. No longer slaves to doubt. Your king is in you and with you. Bless his holy name. Hey, church. Come on. Every day can be a Pentecost Sunday. Every day you can wake up and say, God, thank you that I am full of your Holy Spirit. Now show me what you want me to do. Lead me where you're taking me. Every single day is a holy day of Pentecost. Be full of the Holy Spirit. Church, the Scripture tells us we don't get this stuff easily. We have to contend for things of the Spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit, and we must go after him. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you. Thanks again for listening. To hear more of our messages, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast channel for past preachers. If you feel like you got something out of today's message, why not share it with your friends and spread the good news of Jesus? We are praying for you. We love you. So please, if you need anything at all, check out springschurch.co.uk. God bless.